Welcome to the Big Unlock Podcast, where we discuss digital transformation and emerging technologies in healthcare. Here, some of the most innovative thinkers and leaders in healthcare and technology talk about how they are driving change in their organizations. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. This is Patty, and it is my great privilege and honor to have as my special guest today, Tom Groth, Chief Executive Officer of Banner Aetna, which is a joint venture between uh, Banner Health in Arizona and Aetna Insurance. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Glad to be on. Thank you. Just to get us started off here, Tom, can you tell us a little bit about how the JV came about and a little bit of the history of the Banner and Aetna relationship. Sure. Banner Health and Aetna had a ACO arrangement, Accountable Care Organization, a relationship for five years, and it was relatively successful. It had been able to grow membership together, drive down costs for the members, and improve quality. But there was seemed to be so much more that could be done on trying to improve the healthcare delivery system in terms of the care management approach and the uh, member experience. And, you know, I think collectively, we both felt that the current arrangement did not give us the significant opportunities to really impact that delivery model. So we had a shared vision about trying to come together and trying to transform, you know, healthcare in the market. The joint venture presents some pretty unique opportunities. While an ACO relationship provides incentives for improving efficiency and quality, it doesn't necessarily allow you to do dramatic changes to the way healthcare is delivered. And we felt that the joint venture platform provided that appropriate structure. The key being that, you know, we own the insurance company together. So we we formed a new insurance company owned half by Banner and half by Aetna, which creates, you know, full alignment and the financial incentives of the two organizations which is really addressing one of the key ongoing issues in healthcare delivery. And, you know, working together, it gives us an opportunity to be more bold about how we try to change healthcare and the care management model. You know, for instance, one of the things we do is we turn over utilization management responsibilities to Banner Health. And under normal arrangements, you know, people would not understand that concept because it would look like the the fox watching the hen house. But as a joint owner of the insurance company, Banner's going to do what's in the best interest of our members and delivering quality and efficient care. So it enables us to move initiatives forward like that, that get care decisions closer to the delivery of the care and allow for, you know, more significant changes in the way we deliver health care. So that, that's, you know, a key aspect of, of why the joint venture was formed and, and, and the key advantages of it. Another area is in just technology and innovation. Together, working with the delivery system and the insurance companies, we can develop new solutions and new approaches, you know, relatively quicker, actually quicker than probably both of our parent organizations. So it provides a really unique platform to try new approaches to care delivery and member experience approaches for, you know, the people here in Arizona. So that was the foundation for why we ended up evolving our previous relationship from the Accountable Care Organization into a joint venture. And we will explore some aspects of how you're using technology and data and analytics and innovation 
as we go through this conversation. Just to round out one quick question on the uh, on the structure of the JV itself. Edna is now a part of CBS, so uh, so is that is it fair to say that now the joint venture is 50% owned by CBS, and now it's a, the other 50% is by Banner Health? Yes, that, that would be accurate. Yeah, we were still Banner Aetna, but that's true. The parent organization, CBS, is the, is the half owner of the of the company. And does anything change for the JV and its mission as a as a result of that? Yeah, I think there are you know opportunities with the CVS assets in Arizona to integrate those into our care delivery model and provide additional access points and opportunities for us to better manage our members and their chronic conditions together. So there will be many clinics and eventually health hubs in the market that are very accessible to our members and they'll provide additional access points to our members. I think the key with this though is that it's a connected experience and that you know CVS just becomes part of our, our healthcare delivery ecosystem here in the market. So the encounters are all captured, the data is shared, and we're able to coordinate that overall member experience. Thank you for that. Uh, I think that's very helpful. So uh, Banner Aetna's mission is to provide superior quality at, at lower cost. Uh, and I imagine that what it essentially means is managing healthcare at a population level. So what metrics do you typically track in pursuit of your mission, and how do you benchmark uh, performance against uh, your peer group? Yeah, we typically start with best practices from around the country, but then you have to adjust for local market nuances. You know, Arizona is actually a lower cost, lower utilization state relative to some of the other states. So so in that regard, you have to adjust downward or upward on some of the goals that you set forth for the joint venture. But we monitor the performance of the joint venture on a monthly basis against the established benchmarks that we put forth and collectively meet with Banner on that monthly basis to review how our performance is tracking, you know, both from an efficiency and quality perspective and then implement programs around initiatives that we want to drive, you know, improvements in either either quality standards or in the efficiency in the way we deliver care. So I think it's one of the unique things about the joint venture is that we are, you know, coming up with solutions together to challenges that we see or opportunities that we see to improve, you know, the way we can deliver care on behalf of our members. So in this podcast, we talk a lot about uh, digital health, the use of data analytics and emerging technologies. Can you uh, maybe share with us what kind of technology, to, and you alluded to how you're using technology to drive uh, improved healthcare outcomes and an improved patient experience. Can you maybe give us some examples and talk to us a little bit about how you're using technology to drive your mission? Absolutely. Yeah, we just introduced a, an exciting new virtual care platform for our members as of July of this year. We had evaluated the historical approaches and did not find them to be driving the kind of utilization and member satisfaction that uh, we would expect out of a, a virtual care solution. So we went to market and evaluated 15 different companies in the virtual care space and uh, found this organization called 98.6 that delivers a, an incredibly convenient and low cost approach to primary care. And they leverage, it's a text-based system that leverages artificial intelligence up front 
to gather information, and then a board-certified doctor comes on the back end to develop a treatment plan, order prescriptions, order labs, whatever is is needed to, to help support the member's health. And the amazing thing about this, that the structure utilizing that technology enables them to deliver it at a very affordable basis. And so for our members, it's no cost for our members to access this primary care physician service if they're in a PPO and it's only $5 if they're in an HSA. So we are extremely excited about this new offering and it provides incredible convenience at, at very affordable rates. So that's the kind of thing that we stood up in less than nine months that would take a much larger organization much, much longer to deliver upon. You know, another example is, you know, we do try to leverage capabilities of our parent organizations. And so there's the Aetna Attain app that was jointly developed with Apple and Aetna to deliver a new Apple Watch app that's more than just tracking physical activity. It's, it's looking at the health history of the members, understanding the members, understanding their overall health goals, not just about activity, but about sleeping better or eating better and providing incentives to the members to, you know, prove on those areas that the member wants to be most focused in on and reward them for those capabilities. So those are two examples of where we are implementing, you know, technology to either improve the member experience or improve, you know, the the health status, you know, of our members. Those are actually great examples of what uh, we would call digital health solutions. And it seems to me like if I look at what's going on in the marketplace, there is a lot of activity in the whole primary care experience space with both the traditional and non-traditional players in healthcare coming up with uh, chatbot-enabled symptom triaging or just uh, you know mobile-enabled uh, healthcare services and so on and so forth. It seems to me like the, the activity level in this space is very high, and it seems that it's all eventually going to help the healthcare consumer gain uh, better and quicker access to care at a time of their choosing and possibly at a very affordable price point as well. Is that? Do you agree with that assessment, Tom? Yeah, I, I agree with that uh, 100%. And I think, um, you know, going back to, to CVS, you know, we're now in a situation that, um, you know, our members can access care at low cost through the virtual care solution with 98.6. They can go to a minute clinic at CVS or go to a primary care physician, whatever is most convenient to them. And we just want to provide as many convenient and affordable access points as, as we can on behalf of our members. Because you know, if members want to access you know, care differently, and especially when you look at you know, the millennials and their heavy use of their phones for accessing most services. So one important aspect of enabling these digital health solutions is obviously the data and the analytics. Uh, and you referred to that a couple of times, uh, you know, you've now got access to the Aetna insurance claim data and member data. You have access to the local population's health history through the banner health relationship and possibly more through the CVS uh, connections now as well. Can you talk about how you're able to leverage the combined power and potential of data from these multiple sources about your, you know, your, your specific member population And also, what kind of guardrails do you need to have in place when you're doing that? Yeah, so, you know, connecting all those data points is obviously incredibly important. And uh, so we actually engaged with 
IBM Watson to help develop a joint database. So it's pulling in information from the claims, the lab work, the, the pharmacy data, and combining it with the clinical information that Banner's providing. And, you know, I guess the key there is merging the records so you make sure they're consistent records, the same person, so that you get a more comprehensive view of your members. And ultimately, uh, we haven't deployed it yet, but, you know, we will also be layering on top of that social determinant information so that we can better connect and identify with our members. And so, uh, yeah, I think the key with that is, is, you know, now taking this information that's going to be more real-time than looking at just claims data so that we can better manage the population, you know, going forward. And so that that's the focus of, of this relationship with IBM Watson is just providing that comprehensive, more real-time database so that we have a, a better view of, you know, our full members' information. As you said, you know, especially when we're dealing with health information, you know, the the guardrails and the, and the protections are really important. And, you know, working between IBM, Aetna, and Banner, who are all heavily vested on member protections, you know, all the appropriate guardrails are in place. And that only those that need to see the data, you know, have access to it. Talking specifically about your population, which is in a specific part of Arizona, are there any uh, population level aspects that you need to consider when trying to? promote the use of digital health, you know, like demographic differences. You mentioned millennials, for instance. Is your population skewed in one way or other to a certain kind of demographic that you have to take into consideration? I'm curious because the digital health adoption rates vary from state to state, from region to region, and demographics has a lot to do with whether your population is even going to use those tools. Right, yeah. I think we generally, we, we are, you know, focused on commercial populations, and so I would say that we have a very good cross-section of the population of Arizona. I think the unique aspect of Arizona is that about 30% of the population is Hispanic. And from that perspective, there's a higher prevalence of diabetes in that population. And so, you know, one of the things that we're doing is recognizing the makeup of, of the population of the state is working closely with Banner to develop you know, a market-leading diabetes program that, and that is in development. So there's a lot to develop um, on that, but it's responding to that population and making sure that we are doing what we can to improve the whole health of the population here in Arizona. Banner Health, uh, Banner Aetna is not the only JV that Aetna has. You've got multiple uh, JVs. So when I looked it up, you have one with uh, Sutter Health, with Alina Health, and a couple others as well. Do you get the opportunity to share best practices, learn from what they're doing, uh, especially around things like innovation and so on? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, I think it's really important. And each of the JVs have different initiatives that they're pursuing, and it's you know it's locally based, which is how healthcare should be managed. But we have a um, JV operations team at Aetna that helps to support improvements to the member experience and support operations across all five JVs. So they are a, a single entity that is able to see initiatives going across the JVs and recommend you know, opportunities to bring forth you know, new initiatives to the other joint ventures. Our C-suite teams have um, frequent calls with one another 
but then we, we talk a lot about what we're working on, what the key initiatives are and so forth. And, and, you know, to date, we've had a number of different initiatives that have been shared by multiple joint ventures. So, you know, we recently introduced a, a new member welcome kit, which a number of the JVs implemented. We're putting in a new IVR enhanced persona and 98.6 is another example of, you know, initiatives that are being deployed by multiple joint ventures. So we're constantly trying to communicate with one another different programs, initiatives that are going on to, to see if there are things that we would like to deploy as well. And a lot of our focus is on that member experience. What is it we can do to, to streamline that process for the members as they go trying to access healthcare? So the focus is overwhelmingly on the member experience, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a big challenge in our industry. When you have both sides of the equation, when you have the delivery system and the insurance company working together, it provides the best platform to try to really come up with with solutions that can change that and improve upon it, you know, going forward. Now, that's a perfect segue to what I was also going to ask you next, which is kind of the flip side of the coin in some ways. And uh, this might sound uh, a little provocative or controversial, but payers and providers have historically not, you know, collaborated as much as one might expect. Based on your experience, and now that you've you know, being a part of this JV and you're working very closely with a with a provider. What are some of the best practices? What does it take to make a JV like this work? Well, the true shared vision is absolutely critical. That the delivery system understands that fee for service is not here for the long term and that the ability to to manage populations it is gonna be what the future holds is a critical aspect up front because as you go through that transformation from just value-based care into owning an insurance company, you are taking a more drastic movement away from fee-for-service and more focused on population health. So the, the organizations really have to be committed to believing in this new model and, you know, it takes senior management leadership of the two organizations to really push through their organization to help support initiatives within the respective companies to support the joint ventures. There's so much historical friction between the delivery system and the insurance companies that it's it's really important that senior management, you know, intervenes and says, you know, we have to find ways to change the way we work together to improve it you know, for our members. And, you know, in many regards, you have to ask people to go away from their standard metrics and their old roles to rethink how, you know, we should interface with one another. And it's not an easy process sometimes. It's, you know, because somebody that's in the accounts receivable area, you know, has a specific goal they're trying to achieve. And, you know, and they're very focused on that instead of thinking, well, maybe if we change the way we set up our contracts, we could eliminate all this behind the scenes work and so forth. So it's really important that the two organizations are constantly reinforcing what the JVs are trying to accomplish and that, uh, you know, it's going to be critical to think outside the box to come up with, you know, new and better ways to transform that healthcare delivery process. That's very well said. Now, you mentioned fee-for-service. All indications are that uh, there is a shift that is taking place from fee-for-service to some kind of accountable care model. 
At the same time, the research and the studies also show that the shift is not as quick as some of us might want it to be. And I read somewhere that it's only about 25 cents on the dollar on every healthcare dollar goes through some kind of an alternate payment model. Now, whether that number is accurate or not gives us a sense of the order of magnitude. Do you care to comment on where we are in that continuum and what do you think it will take to accelerate the shift towards uh, uh, value-based care? Yeah, I, I do think that the, the joint ventures you know, accelerate that process because it is more than what we're paying the underlying piece you know, under this arrangement on our fully insured business. If collectively Banner Aetna, with support of Banner and Aetna, are able to control the utilization and deliver more efficient healthcare on behalf of our members, which is going to take removing people from the hospitals, put them into lower cost settings, and about removing or reducing readmission rates and so forth. Those are hits to the delivery system. But when you're in the joint venture together and you are able to create those improved efficiencies, yes, it is taking revenue out of the health system, but you know, they have an opportunity to recover, you know, a portion of that through, you know, the insurance company now and sharing in the earnings of the insurance company. And so it does change that perspective. And it really is about total cost of care. And it's really about how do we solve this together? I think the joint ventures provide this unique opportunity to really escalate this process. And it's in this environment where you get that full alignment is, is how we can move that process along faster. It is, it's still challenging because there's always somebody that's looking at reduced utilization in the hospital and saying, well, this is, <laughs> this is impacting our immediate bottom line. But I think it's, it's important to have that long-term vision that um, we are going to continue to move in the value-based care realm you know, going forward. So, Tom, we're, we're kind of coming up to the end of our time here. I, I did have one question uh, for you. Uh, what advice do you have for other ACO leaders and uh, chief population health officers across healthcare based on your experience and your learning so far? I think the key piece is having, you know, relationships with organizations that truly share the vision and are committed to it as part of their makeup because that presents the real opportunities to be creative and innovative and the way you can work together. You know, I think our joint ventures are, you know, an example of that where we are really looking at, you know, the whole delivery model. How does it work? How can we partner together? Because, you know, the bottom line is what we've done historically hasn't been successful, you know, and, you know, we can't keep going down the same route. And if we do that, we're not going to have improvements in healthcare delivery. And so, you know, really trying to align with like partners that, that believe that there's a better way to do this is, is critical to drive change, you know, in our healthcare system. So, Tom, we're kind of up to the our, our time here. Any any concluding thoughts? Any final thoughts that you want to share before we conclude the podcast? Yeah, I, I think that I've been in this business a long time. I started with Aetna back in 1987. This opportunity to work with Banner and, and Aetna together on this joint venture has been, you know, certainly the most exciting thing that I've ever been involved in in my career because 
we look at it as a real opportunity to leave our mark on this industry and find, you know, better improved ways to deliver care on behalf of the people in Arizona. So it's an extremely exciting opportunity. And I think, you know, we have the right collaboration between organizations to really, you know, fundamentally drive, you know, an improved, you know, healthcare model here in the market. So it's definitely a, a thrilling relationship that we've developed here. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. And uh, I really appreciate your time today, Tom. It's a great conversation. I enjoyed it very much. And I look forward to staying in touch. Thank you again. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Subscribe to our podcast series at www.thebigunlock.com and write to us at info at thebigunlock.com.